Hello and welcome, my name is Matt Mayer, aka The Implications, columnist of the Imps Adventure series on lawsofpain.net and your Perfect 10 wrestling host right here on LOP Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at the TheDamnImpicat and today it is the NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool preview kind of special type of thing. The first one, so I thought I'd take a whole episode to kind of cover the show. There's not that many matches, which means it could be a very quick episode. Hopefully, I'm gonna, I'm still going to give you... I was going to say money's worth, but it's free. But I'll give you your time's worth still. <laughs> your click's worth. The advert being there's worth. Uh, so, there are five matches on the card. I'll just go through them quickly before doing other stuff. So, I'm going to be covering Devlin versus Banks, Mastiff versus Dennis... The Grizzled Young Veterans, Gibson and Drake versus Mustache Mountain, Seven and Bait. The UK Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. And the main event, Pete Dunne, Joe Coffey. So, I'm jumping into this very, very quickly. But I want to say this is going to be a very NXT-style card. There's only five matches. Expect it to blast right by. And the most important part is the location that is in the Empress Ballroom in Blackpool. Ah, oh, brilliant. Uh, before I go in, there are uh, a few things that I want to get out. Please do listen to all the other shows here on Laws of Pain Radio. Uh, tomorrow we've got the Right Side of the Pond guys. Uh, yesterday you had Plan, talking about the Royal Rumbles. Uh, whilst this Sunday is a very, very special thing. That's why I'm doing the plugs now. Because <laughs> this Sunday uh, we are doing the uh, debut, I guess, of Brit Shock, which is like the Aftershock stuff, where after the pay-per-view we'll be talking about the pay-per-view that just happened. But it's all British people, and it's about NXT UK. So myself, Plan, uh, Maverick, and Leaf, former writer on Spain. I've had him on the show a few times. The three, four of us, because three guests <laughs> the four of us will be getting together to uh, talk about NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool on the first ever Brit Shock and we'll be recording it on Sunday and then I'll be editing and uploading it the same day so I'll, I don't know what time it'll be up but it'll be up Sunday I'll tweet about it once I've got something in mind because it depends on how the recording goes but it's going to be recording in the morning then uploading the same day so for the Americans, it might not matter. <laughs> By the time I've got it out, you might just be waking up. <laughs> but for British people watching NXT UK, yeah, I might might be up later on in the day, but we are recording in the morning. <sighs> anyway, so you might as well cover the other shows if I'm doing the plugs at the start. Uh, then Monday, you've got Kingdom of Honor with Jamman and Jeff. Uh, Tuesdays is the Global Revolution. And then Wednesday, sorry, Tuesdays after SmackDown, One Nation Radio. It's Wednesday for me. <laughs> SmackDown is Wednesday night. One Nation Radio with Latin James Boyd. And then properly on Wednesday... It's plan with Spot Entertainment is dead, assuming he's doing a Royal Rumble thing. I'm not actually it's the week before his thingy. What do you what do you, what do you call it? <laughs> his special way he previews it in kayfabe or the storyline. Whatever he's named it, that that special will be on then. But as for today, I'm going to be doing a preview. Uh, as I just said, we'll be doing the review on Sunday, so look out for the bit shock then. But as for today, the five matches got them covered. Are we doing them in? Oh, I'll do them in backwards order. Oh, Maverick. I'm a, ma- <laughs> I'm a, ma- I'm a Maverick. Oh. So uh, the main event is the WWE United Kingdom Championship match. Pete Dunne, the champion, versus Joe Coffey. British Strong Style versus Gallus. Uh, the two factions had a main event match on NXT UK this past week uh, with the double episode. I don't know if this is going to be the last of the double episodes. I don't think they've taped anymore. But my... Hope is this is the end of it, because <laughs> especially with like the normal format of the show, 
I'd much rather be watching three instead of four hours every single Thursday. Like it's not maintainable <laughs> to watch that much wrestling. Like as of what's happened, I've not covered the WWE Network stuff in quite a while just because it's not <laughs> it's just not <laughs> workable <laughs> in most weeks because <laughs> it's quite a lot of stuff to work through. If anything happens, if anything pops up, if I need to be writing anything, then that's the end of that. <laughs> it's like sorry, I'm going to be doing a special that week, uh, but. Uh, if this is to see the end of the doubles, I think that's a huge thing. It's, it's, it's a fatigue thing for me. Because I really, really like watching NXT UK, but I get tired quite easily of watching stuff. Like, um, for example, if I'm bulk watching a show, I can't sit there for ages. Like, I think three is my max. <laughs> I can't watch really more than three. It's very rare that I can. Like, um, a, uh, I'm talking like a hour, 45 minute to a one hour thing. It's like comedies are different. It's, it's the same kind of time frame I can work with. But yeah, so same with uh, NXT UK. Really like it, but in that second hour, I wane. <laughs> Especially as I've got, I'm, I'm, I don't watch it on the Wednesday. I, I have to watch it on the Thursday, and I'm just I, yeah, <laughs> watching all of the four shows together. It's very tiring. And today I just watched NXT UK, so I'm behind on my other stuff. But that's because I'm doing this for you, lovely people. So anyway, uh, hopefully this is the end of the double doubles. But uh, in the second episode, which came out, episode twenty. Four, I want to say. Uh, we've got British Strong Style versus Gallus in the main event, and I got my hopes up because I think the match started only like 20 minutes into the show, <laughs> which is always a good sign when you've got a six man match, and yeah, that means that it's going to be chaotic, stuff's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to build up really, really nicely. And I feel like it did. It got it got across everything, it gave the uh, contender the momentum. It was Joe Coffey winning. And uh, you, you got you got the feeling of the angst and the uh, I think the angst is a good word for it uh, between the two stables, especially Dunn and Coffee, because again in the contract signing, Coffee powerbombed Dunn, or was it the other way about? No, Coffee did, yeah. <laughs> Coffee powerbombed Dunn into the announce table because the rest of Gallus uh, distracted. Also, they've got a name now properly. You don't have to call them the Scottish wankers anymore. <laughs> That's a good thing. Uh, but yeah, so Dunn Coffee. If you've not seen. I don't know, cause, uh, one big thing, over Christmas I w- didn't watch any <laughs> NXT UK. I think the last time I watched it was the last time I covered it, which would have been pff, the first week of December. <laughs> so I've missed a whole month. <laughs> so all I know is the stuff that I saw on the previously on NXT UK that came up during the episode. If it didn't come up then, then I am oblivious to it. <laughs> so that's about it. Other than... Uh, Cl- uh, Clive from the Viking Clive show, Maverick from Right Side of the Pond, and ah, oh, I feel like it's a third person in our like lots of pain columnist group. You know, anyway, yeah. So apart from their votes for the power tens that go up, that's posted by Maz. Aside from those, I those votes, I don't know anything. <laughs> it's, they they're the only inklings I've gotten for maybe that person had a good match or something. Uh, I think it was the last episode I watched was when Fabian Eichner debuted against Mark Andrews in that amazing match. Uh, that, that's cool. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Dunn versus Coffee. It, I'm expecting them to... Um, well, with this, because it's the first UK kind of show and everyone knows the feeling that NXT takeovers normally get, I'm expecting a kind of similar throw-give-everything kind of event where they're really going to make a statement with this show. Because I don't know, there's a bit of a aura of... I wasn't saying negativity, but it doesn't feel like there's much momentum behind the show. I don't know if releasing two episodes a week hasn't really helped, or if it's just that there's so many shows already that this is really this is at the bottom of the totem pole of things to check out. 
and not that many people watch 205 Live. <laughs> so I don't know how many people are actually watching these. But for the UK, the crowd is going to be white hot. I think that's the other thing as well. Don't forget like who the who will be attending these shows. Like In terms of attendance and how white hot the crowd's going to be, how many people in America are watching doesn't matter. <laughs> it's really... I don't know what the UK numbers are, but I do know... Uh, like America view numbers for 205 Live are pretty low so I know that NXT UK is going to be lower than that or at least you would think it would be but the main audience is how many what percentage of their network users from the UK are watching this will probably be a more important stat to them but I'm expecting the crowd to be white hot they were the last time they were in the amazing Empress Ballroom in Blackpool the same again is going to happen here uh, and the rest is going to give it their all to make a statement with this takeover because really NXT itself, when they started doing those takeovers, then it they started to realise that they really did have a hot brand on their hands. And it wasn't until the third takeover, really, that it became this thing. And of course, it was a huge announcement when the takeovers started at, were all going to air outside of Full Sail. And that was a huge announcement when that happened. If you remember the Kevin Owens promo about Brooklyn where the fans were booing and Kevin Owens had a go at them for booing for NXT growing in this amazing, in a really awesome way. <laughs> and you're just jealous. <laughs> that was an awesome promo. Uh, but yeah, so for the NXT UK, it's a little bit different because NXT has already established itself and NXT UK is copying off of that. They don't really... It's odd looking at Twitter because there seems to be a lot of disappointment that it doesn't feel like NXT itself. Whereas it's like, well, no, because it feels like early NXT in that it, it really does feel like early NXT where there's a lot of characters who don't really you haven't got much momentum behind them and you've you know they do the job of matches and then they've slowly started to like work together but you've not had that special for them to put on like a entire show of awesome of an awesome card. Yeah, NXT has had that obviously and I feel like that's the big thing. As soon as you have that takeover, you've suddenly got something to work around. And if you've got the next takeover to build to down the line then again you've got something else to build. NXT has a calendar to work with and it really, really helps it. NXT UK, we still don't really know. We've got this takeover, but I don't know what else is to come. I don't know what, if anything else has been announced. Again, I don't even know if it's going to be double episodes or single episodes after this. Oh, again, I still hope, <laughs> I really hope it's no more double episodes. Oh. But this match, I'm expecting it to be awesome. <laughs> because Joe Coffey is, is a... Oh, I'm trying to think of what you to describe him, I guess. Well, my first comparison that came to my head was Tomohiro Ishii in terms of the... He's the brute, the big, the stocked brute of the division. Is that he's not actually like Tomohiro Ishii. I just meant in the kind of... The way he amps it up, I'm expecting it to get really physical and like a really stiff match. However, I'm also expecting a lot of interference because it's Gallus and he's the heel. I don't know if they're going to have Coffee win because it's our Pete Dunne's at six hundred days on his reign. However, it, he's not really ever felt threatened. I've, in all of his matches, I've not ever once felt like Pete Dunne was going to lose. So Joe Coffee, I even if he Joe Coffee doesn't win, I feel like I really need to get that feeling. And of course, this might give us a, a bit of an inkling into what the hierarchy is like because if Pete Dunne loses here, then he goes to. NXT proper to then get called up to the main roster that might give us a idea to how the feeding system might be working and that, yeah, that could be Joe Coffey winning Gallus maintaining power, you got your big heel steel at the top, or that's bollocks and this roster is going to stay a little while because you don't know how NXT UK is really going to work <laughs> I think I think that's the main thing about this is it's, it's difficult to really 
build, figure out how to build a momentum when we don't know the structure of the thing. We can assume it's going to be like NXT proper, but we don't know that. We don't know how many people are going to get called up. We don't know, do they go to NXT? As I, as I, as I was saying with Pete Dunne, and I expect Ray Ripley as well. I'm assuming they go to NXT proper, and then they'll go to the main roster. So this is like a feeder system that feeds into the feeder system, <laughs> rather than the feeder system that would lead direct, like NXT itself does. That's my assumption. <laughs> you've got a really you've got a branching tree, which is like it's branching out even more, and these NXT locations are going to be like the next branches that are sprawling, <laughs> that are growing off of the main branch. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so again, um, with NXT, I say again, this is a new topic, with NXT kind of its expansions, I know that there are other countries, including Japan, there's word about a, a Saudi Arabia one, I don't know how well that would go down, really, <laughs> as in they were, apparently that was part of the plans with the deal that was signed, or the idea was to build up an NXT UK and start farming within there, I don't know if they would maybe set that up, but let them know that they're not going to be main roster stars, I don't really know. Ah, but Japan's promising. Yeah. <laughs> ah, but yes, Dunn versus Coffee. Expect a tough match. Expect lots of false finishes. Expect lots of hard lariats. Ah, <laughs> expect interference. Chaos, essentially. Because could. They, I don't know what the uh, card structure is going to be. Like I've written them down as in... Uh, the. I've written the title matches last just because NXT quite often does that. But to kind of give a thought that there might be interference, they could do the tag team championships first. And have Mustache Mountain either win or lose, and then they can kind of interfere in the later match, or at least give you the feeling that because that match was on first, they might interfere later. Ah, it's clever, th- yeah, it's clever, but maybe <laughs> I don't know. There's always, always the chance that because it's NXT, you because it's NXT, they normally put the titles at the end, one after the other, kind of like it. They're a lot closer to New Japan in that style, where you've got your non-title matches first, and then you've got your yeah order of importance. Well, but that's when they're building up a brand because there isn't really much character or a really strong story to kind of work. But there are titles on the line, so it makes sense that these titles will be on later in the card. But Dunn versus Coffee feels like there's a lot of anger between the two, and the chaos of the main event of the last episode really did help build that. Uh, Maverick said that they have built really, really well to this show. So, for those of you who've been keeping up this, <laughs> this preview is going to be like. You're not, you're not saying anything. Yes, I've not bloody watched it. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I know the wrestlers. I've seen the wrestlers outside of uh, WWE. So I'm aware of everybody. I just don't know. If they didn't do anything in these last two episodes, I've got not really that much to say. Uh, so I'll move on. Uh, Dunn versus Coffee. My prediction that Dunn's going to retain purely because I, because I feel like Gallus are still building up and getting their character around. But that all depends on what this, how this is a feeder system and how it works. There's a, there's a chance that Pete Dunne loses so that he moves up to NXT proper. But, that, again, I don't know how the system works. <laughs> so I don't really know. We might find out. The result of this might tell us things. But my prediction is Pete Dunne, assuming that there is no complexity to it. <laughs> it is just, we'll call people up when and when. Ah. Next up, the NXT UK Women's Championship. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm in the Aussie face-off. Mm. The, the, blo- the blonde Aussies... Gonna beat each other up. Good eye. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> oh, my guest from last week is just crying in shame at that. that whatever that was. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Ray Ripley was really, really impressed. Yeah, she got her time to shine in the Mayon Classic, but it already been. If you were, uh, if you're on Twitter, we've already seen the spoiler before the Mayon Classic that Ray Ripley had won the UK Women's Championship, and 
the final was interesting because of course we didn't know all we knew was that she had won and people were like eh I mean she's improved quite a lot and that's that was not who I thought they'd give it to but in the main classic she really really did improve showed us how much she's improved and it's the same here with the NXT UK show Rhea Ripley have got a massive upside and yeah <laughs> so in my head I was like phrasing <laughs> But yeah, Ray Ripley has got a massive upside as a character and as a heel. She's developing really, really well. I feel like her time on NXT UK is limited because of that. But again, it's just like Pete Dunne, who's also got a massive upside. Hashtag. <laughs> again, I've got uh, Archer from the show Archer going phrasing. Every time I say massive upside. Oh, I'm such a, <laughs> such a child. Uh, but yeah, Ray Ripley and Pete Dunne. This event could. The title matches on this event really could tell us how NXT UK actually works in relation to NXT. Because if both of these champions lose and then piss off to NXT, that tells you that there is like a hierarchy in a way. You can earn your way to NXT by being kick-ass on NXT UK. So it is interesting to see if that will be the case. But both Dunn and Ripley, I feel like, are the better characters. The difference here with the women's match is that Tony Storm is a much stronger character with much more development because of the Mae Young Classic. She won the Mae Young Classic. Pretty big deal. But I don't know if that's... I can't... I don't know... If she got this match because she won the Mayhem Classic, or if she she got it out of storyline, because all I saw was them with the awesome thing on the stage where they did the press conference. I do like that actually. Like NXT UK seems to be trying shit out, and you some you won't see things all the time. I do like that they've given Johnny Saint um, Sid Scarlett to talk for him. It's like they're figuring things out and it's improving over time. Watching the show now, you can see how much has improved from the first episode. Like, it's a hell of a lot. <laughs> like, I, I much prefer them be, like, interviewing in front of the, I guess, the sponsor boards like you see at football, where it's just the NXT UK logo because they don't have sponsors. But it is the NXT UK logo on, like, a wall compared to what they were doing beforehand, <laughs> which was, like, was it like a brick wall or something? It's really weird. With the bro-fro combo guy. <laughs> it's just, like, really weird uh, interviews. But anyway... Yeah, the difference here is Tony Storm... You know, they're doing it, sorry, that's the point I was talking about. <laughs> I went on like three sidebars without having to kind of rewind a bit. So, first sidebar was the uh, thing on the stage where it's like the press conference and Ray Ripley laid down the law and Tony Storm had a fringe. Again, I've not been paying attention. <laughs> a completely new haircut. All I've seen is Ray Ripley take the piss out of the haircut on Twitter. <laughs> so I don't... I was like, oh, Tony Storm's... Is, she, is that just for this taping? I don't... Is that a new, new cool image? I, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. You, you miss me doing the miming, the firing the guns as well. So, <laughs> again, such a child. Ah. But maybe believe this is Tony Storm, the Aussie's facing off. This is more difficult to predict, as I said, because Tony Storm is a much stronger character. But you don't really know how the NXT UK is going to feed yet. So, Tony Storm could win, maybe he could go to NXT. Or the other way around. Or nothing. <laughs> but they, yeah, that's why I'm finding this difficult to predict. Because they have got, they have built up the characters, but I feel like they've, that's all they've been doing. There isn't a lot of story. There's like, there's angst between different groups and there's between different people, but there isn't like a huge story. This one and I guess Mastiff Dennis have probably got the two biggest amounts of story. Probably because, of course, the NXT, the first match between these two, where Ray Ripley went after Tony Storm's knee. And it, with, with such viciousness, and Tony Storm sold it really, really well, that it really does come across as like it was a huge. Suddenly, that she, she had a huge issue and was really going to struggle in that match, and maybe took advantage. I really like that story. I think they've built that up. <laughs> just, just 
maybe please like remember what happened last time and Tony Storm's like wow it's not gonna happen again pal again I've not watched a lot of <laughs> the promos <laughs> that's what I'm assuming she said uh, yeah so my prediction is very just like with the men's match it's I'm going to go with the champion however that all depends on how the feeder system works and what's happening next so it could also be Tony Storm <laughs> My prediction is either, depending on how this NXT UK thing works, but I'll go with Ripley. I'll go with the boring. Both champions retain and they continue their reigns. Pete Dunne sets a record for an absolutely insane length. He's already at over 600. Which is, I'd say it's insane for a uh, WWE title. However, in that like first year, like when did he defend it? <laughs> Maybe like once on NXT. Like Before NXT UK came about, how often did he actually defend that title? Like even like very rarely in WWE. I know he defended it in like ICW and maybe Progress, maybe OT. I don't really know. I know he's defended it on the British scene, but I don't. I don't think he's defended it that much on like, NXT, like proper WWE stuff. Until this came about, suddenly you're getting defenses left and right, <laughs> just to like up that number to make it seem a bit more reasonable that he's had it for so long. Yeah, they could set an absolutely with because that is one advantage is because of that first year where it's kind of a title was taken around the British scene rather than properly defending it all the time on WWE television. That meant that is the numbers been elevated already before the proper things got going, meaning that they could set an insane record and just like have that there, just to like show an absolutely insane first title reign for Pete Dunne, and it would be like a really high because <laughs> you look at that WWE Championships list. Like it's it's so the number of days is so high <laughs> for those uh, for those top ones. Of course, like you got San Martino, which is just not going in modern WWE. It's not even feasible that that could ever happen. Like even close, <laughs> even getting to one year is a massive thing in WWE. Whilst Pete Dunne's at six hundred, like that's in <laughs> that's an insane number. Uh, so they could keep going. They could go for one thousand or something. Just something ridiculous. But although I'd assume he'd be up, like on the main roster. Again, that depends on the feeder system works. We don't really know. So yes, done to retain, Ripley to retain. Let's move on to the next championship. Actually, no, before we move on to the next championship, I'm realising I've already waffled on for 20 minutes. <laughs> so I'm going to take a quick ad break. And when I return, I'm going to talk about the final three matches, the tag team championship, the no DQ match, and the people with good kicks. Uh, right, see you in about five seconds. And we're back. I'll just say, I today when I woke up, it was one of those days where immediately I just felt tired and not with it, and just kind of weak, <laughs> and I didn't feel like my like my, my observational skills were really with it at all. And that's continued throughout today. <laughs> and the best part is, if anyone any one of you is to ask me something about something I've said in that first half of the show, if you just ask me anything about it, I've, I've already forgotten what I've said. <laughs> just, that's great. Uh, so when I'm listening to this back in editing, I feel like it really will be like the first time I'm hearing it. <laughs> I've said all this stuff, but it's immediately gone out of my head. It's completely gone. Uh, I've got some notes written down, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, what I like the bulk of what I've said is just whoosh, gone. <laughs> Not even there. Uh, so the NXT UK Tag Team Championships, uh, these are the two teams after the Tag Team Tournament, with the grizzled young veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake, versus the Mustache Mountain. And uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans won this week, so I saw their match against Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews, the two Welsh boys. Uh, that match was really, really good. Uh, I've seen Gibson and Drake team together more than I've seen Flash Morgan Webster and 
Mandrew, Mandrews. <laughs> that was his TNA name. Uh, if you don't know that, uh, Mark, when Mark Andrews wrestled for TNA. They went in hard on these. Uh, I think on the Indies, he was doing a thing where he slid down the ramp on a skateboard and, and into a hook and runner. And like TNA went in hard on that, <laughs> like really hard. I don't know if that if he's doing that properly as his full on gimmick on the Indies, but yeah, TNA went in hard and they called him Mandrews. They put Mark Andrews together and called him Mandrews. <laughs> Ah, oh, it's, it's such a stupid name. <laughs> uh, I don't know what... Sometimes you think, yeah, it is incredible that TNA are still going up the height that they are. <laughs> really. It's like, yeah, shit like that. <laughs> you know, you're called Mark Andrews. Well, I would call you Mandrews. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, is that my favourite story about why they called Nigel McGuinness? Well, that's the thing I'm excited about. <laughs> I'll tangent back to TNA in a second. But yeah, Nigel McGuinness, his special airs after this show on Saturday. I'm actually quite excited about that. Yeah, someone who was a fan of him when he was wrestling for Ring of Honor. Because that's really when I started, when I first first got into Ring of Honor. I've never been into Ring of Honor to a point where I'm keeping up with it. I'll check out the odd show, essentially. Like the biggest shows, or if I see a match that interests me, I'll check that out. But when I first got into Ring of Honor, Nigel McGuinness, I think, had just dropped the belt. Or is a rounds that era when he was in the main event scene with Brian Danielson and I think Jerry Lynn was there Austin Aries uh, <laughs> the name of through other names so yeah you have spiky hair <laughs> but yes uh, I'm excited about that yes as I was saying when I first got into Ring of Honor Nigel McGuinness was one who immediately stood out on me and then I was really excited when he came to TNA that's my link back oh. and they gave him the name again this is the funniest thing about Britishness from TNA was where they brought in Nigel McGuinness and they gave him the name Desmond Wolfe and everyone was like, why have you changed his name? And even Taz, when he debuted, Taz went, oh, it's Nigel McGuinness. It's like, we've already on air called him Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> why are you calling him Desmond Wolf? I think he introduced himself as Desmond Wolf to Kurt Angle. And they had a really good feud. That was great. It's unfortunate what happened and Desmond Wolf had to retire. But, oh, no, Desmond Wolf. <laughs> Nigel had to retire. I don't know That's a stupid name. Uh, but yeah. I'd call it worse than Mandrews. Oh, Mandrews is ridiculous, though. <laughs> but the reason that Vince Russo gave for calling him Desmond Wolf was that he Googled or he searched what were the most popular names in Britain, and he says the two most popular names from his research were first name Desmond and the surname Wolf. To which every UK person I've told that story to has just looked at me and gone, well, that's obviously bollocks. <laughs> do, do, I've not met anyone called Desmond, <laughs> as far as I know. And I've only, I've not met anyone with the surname Wolf either. <laughs> Thinking about it, like I know someone with the first name Wolf, but his parents were German. <laughs> so that's the closest I've ever come. Ah, so basically, Vince Russo, you're full of shit. <laughs> or at least show me where you found that information. <laughs> I don't know anything about. Ah. In comparison, changing Rockstar Spud to Jake Maverick is so tame. <laughs> it's it's normal. Yeah, look at the TNA name changes. It's the NXT name generator. It pales in comparison. It's yeah, it's, it's funny. Ah, so anyway, I was talking about Richard. <laughs> oh, was it Mark Andrews came up and I accidentally called him Andrews? Yeah, so uh, they had a really good match. Um, the, I've not really seen Mark Webster and Mark Andrews team together, which was the point I was trying to say. Yeah, because in like Progress, which is probably the UK show I watch the most, uh, my, uh, they've had Flash Morgan Webster teaming with Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> yes, they turned Webster heel. Oh, and did a thing of, whoa, we can't really do it good. <laughs> Just to put it simply. 
Well, Gibson and Drake have I've seen them loads in progress as well. Uh, they're the champions, or they have been the champions again. I'm behind on progress. I'm behind on the thing I'm meant to be covering, so of course I'm also behind on progress. I've not watched uh, Homecoming from TNA slash Impact. <laughs> I've not watched that yet. I've been meaning to. I don't know when I'm going to. But yeah, so uh, so Grizzled Infection has seen them wrestle loads, and I really love them. I really love, love watching them. I've got to that point where I'm so used to the characters that when I see the people doing the chant of arse face, it's like, oh shit, yeah, that's the chant for Drake. Yeah, because <laughs> I've got so used to him in this tag team with uh, Gibson that Gibson gets most of the heat. Ah, not in NXT UK. No, no, no. <laughs> Drake gets his arse face every time. Ah, that's a phrasing, isn't it? Uh, Mustache Mountain, the challengers, uh, seven and bait. So I didn't see their match. I don't know what their match was. Have I got the thing up with it? No, I have not. Oh, wait, I can in a second. Oh, and in a second, no, who they faced. They faced... Oh, Gallus, that makes sense. Narrative-wise, doesn't it? Feud-wise, makes sense that with Gallus. Oh, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, okay then. <laughs> I know nothing about that match. <laughs> so, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter if there's something really important about it. But everyone knows about Mustache Mountain and how entertaining they are, the whole thing with British Strong Style. Uh, they are, obviously, they've been the favourites to the point where they were the first team to announce themselves and they were, say, they were, they were saying, other tag teams, get ready because we're in it. Which is like, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, if you didn't, yeah, if you weren't aware, Grizzled Young Veterans are a big thing on the UK indie scene. They're not randomly put together like a, was it Amir Jordan and oh la, 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 Kenny Williams. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Clive, <laughs> for getting the Scottish one's name. Yeah, so they're not like Williams and Jordan where it's random pairing. No, no, this is <laughs> this is like a proper thing, and they're really, really good. As you've been able to see in there, I, like, I love their finisher with the like the. Elevated code breaker thing. Oh, that's awesome. It, has, it does have a proper name. I remember I really like the proper name. <laughs> I just can't remember what it is. As I get, as I said again, I'm forgetting things as I say them. <laughs> I'm already tired enough. Ah. So who is actually going to win this? You'd think it'd be Seven and Bait. But what happens... Oh, well, what happens in this one might tell us what happens in the main event. So if Gibson and Drake kind of just end up beating Seven and Bait in a fashion where they're both like lying and beaten, then we're, they're probably not going to interfere... However, I'm expecting interference, and no matter what happens, Mustache Mountain will at least be able to stand afterwards. So be it a quick roll-up gives Grizzled and Veterans a sudden victory, or if Mustache Mountain properly earn it. But that's my prediction. They're going to give that, maybe for the opener even, this could be the really good feeling to start off the show, like a quick-paced match, or quick enough. <laughs> Gibson and Drake will slow it down for booze, on pur- obviously on purpose. But it's, I feel like it's going to end with a really good feeling with the Mustache Mountain guys winning. That's what I'm expecting, yeah. The high-energy Mustache Mountain are <laughs> going to beat the Brazilian veterans and we'll get a British Strong Style party. Or at least you feel like it's a British Strong Style party. Actually, putting this match first, I'm kind of agreeing with it more and more, purely because you can then set expectations for the main event and then either diverge from those expectations or fully go into them just for the feel-good factor. Because sometimes predictability isn't bad. You look at WrestleMania 30 as a prime example. <laughs> like, surprise for the sake of surprise isn't... Uh, and quite often if, if you're complaining that, oh, it was so predictable, yeah, but they foreshadowed it. <laughs> so foreshadowing and predictability are not the same thing. <laughs> if they've told you something's going to happen and then it happens, you can't go, oh, that was predictable. Yeah, they told you. <laughs> Maybe not blatantly, but they told you subtly or with the way the narrative was going. And this night could be like that, so we could get a hint with this first match kind of what's going to happen on the rest of the show. Or they could use this to then divert us in a completely different direction come the main event. Either way, this should be a very, very good match. 
I feel like I must have seen these two in progress. Leaf can tell me. I've got I've got no memory of it, but I surely have seen these two wrestle in progress with uh, Gibson and Drake being the progress tag team championship champions for so long. Uh, and yeah, Seven and Bate were also the champions, so they must have crossed paths at some point. <laughs> Am I being an idiot? I might have even watched their match on a Birmingham show or Manchester. Anyway, I'm, I'm drifting off. <laughs> I'll be sat here in silence trying to figure out where I've seen them wrestle. And I'm not Googling it halfway through the show. Anyway, I'm half an hour into the show, so I might as well try and finish the previews. <laughs> so, the next up is the no disqualification match. Dave, that's easy for me to say. Dave Mastiff versus Eddie Dennis. So, I think the Eddie Dennis character is awesome. Again, I missed a month's worth of stuff. But when I left, they were starting to tease this. So they've been building this for a while, to a point where when I left and I've missed like eight or ten episodes, they were already starting to do it. So there must be quite a lot <laughs> that's been building towards this. But they showed the pro preview package on these one of these last two shows, and the story behind it I think is really really good. Like Dave Mastiff has been uh, publicised as the monster of NXT. He's this really big guy. He is the big strong person to fear <laughs> everyone's going to be fearing Dave Mastiff he's been doing the jobber matches and he's been really getting over in that way as like, as the as a baby face one which is uh, completely opposite to World of Sport with the, the hokey boos <laughs> I'll put over the top of him walking out for the first time uh, but yeah Dave Mastiff has been pushed as a certain monster and Eddie Dennis has taken offence to that because he is the monster he is the one who is crazy. As in, this kind of argument was Dave Mastiff is, you're being told he is a monster, but he's not. I am a monster. I am the monster of NXT UK, and he's going to prove it. You know, having this match as no DQ as well is an interesting element. <laughs> Eddie Dennis is going to prove his point, maybe with a steel chair or a table. Oh, let's get crazy with a table. <laughs> well, NXT UK fans are a mixture of more forgiving. It's not like America, where they'll be chanting, We want tables like. If they hear the word no DQ, they're chanting tables, even if what's presented in front of them doesn't warrant it. In the UK, we're a bit more reserved, but we will sing, so we've got that. We're busy singing. <laughs> I think that's the big difference. Yeah, American fans have their chance, but we're too busy having our own fun singing. <laughs> Don't really think about things that should be happening in the match. <laughs> Just having a good sing song. But yeah, so uh, this match is going to be hard hitting obviously the two two big lads doing big lad wrestling and it's no DQ so there'll be big 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 lads doing big lad wrestling with big lad weapons <laughs> not like the big show with his gigantic steel chair or his gigantic ladder he's had some interesting <laughs> gimmicks in non-standard matches uh, but my prediction for this one is I might go with Dennis or this is going to be like a vehicle to kind of send him to go mental if Mastiff wins so could I either use this to further Dennis's character and push Mastiff as a wrestler, or you further Dennis in both with a bit of a sacrifice to Mastiff, but he's good enough where by the next takeover he'd be built up again. And of course it all depends on how the finish happens as well. Don't know how that's going to go. Because it's no DQ, is it more no DQ because of another element that we don't know about yet? I don't know, I've not been watching. <laughs> I don't know if either of these guys teamed up with anybody. Because I do know guys that Dave Mastiff could team up with, but I only know one of them signed. I don't know what's happening with Dennis at all. It's my prediction. Big lad, big lad wrestling. And I'll go with Mastiff. Oh, we'll go with the go I'm going with the complete opposite of what I said in my... Oh, wait, I just realised that I'm about to talk about something which I haven't done publicly. <laughs> On the Lords of Pay forums, uh, Burn has got a Royal Rumble game. 
And I was about to talk about my pessimistic pay-per-view previews. Because it's paper. Yeah, so my pessimistic pay-per-view previews. Yeah, that's my idea for WWE, is to preview, is to predict pessimistically, and then you will like be a bit more fine with what happens. Because if they go with plan A, whatever their plan A is, and it's the most standard and kind of least intriguing, but it's what you expect them to do, then that's better than the worst case scenario, <laughs> which is what my worst case scenario shows were all about anyway. Uh, so uh, Burns on the show in two weeks' time, so we'll talk more about it then. But yeah, that's what I was getting mixed up with. <laughs> I was about to talk about my pessimistic pay per view previews when I meant I've realised I've not done that <laughs> on, on the radio things. So that was cool. But yeah, so Dave Matthews, Eddie Dennis. I'm, I'm going with the feel good factors, the opposite of pessimistic. I'm optimistic about this one. The good guys are going to win, unless they're champions like they are. Uh, and this will, f- but that will further Eddie Dennis's character. Like, he won't take that well, or he'll do something after the match or something. Or Eddie Dennis does own the match and Mastiff wins in a way, as in Dennis proves his point but loses anyway. Uh, I don't know. There's multiple avenues with this one because this is the for me this is the only match with, which is like entirely character driven because the other three are kind of relying on the fact that there's like Ripley and Storm have their previous match, but it's really just championship stuff. There's not too much more around it. There's the angst built around the championships and the people like related to those involved in the matches, but there's nothing like major story wise. Whilst this is a full on character match. And I really I really like it for that. <laughs> so this is the stuff that I feel like every match is eventually going to have. And that's why I'm optimistic for NXT UK, because it doesn't feel like it's got it now, but looking at this match, the potential's there. And the next match, I think, also falls into that category, but in a bit of a lesser degree. Uh, Devin versus Banks. So I've seen this as a prediction as the dark horse match of the night for a few people. With uh, like, Because both of these guys do have the potential to put on a really, really good match. They're both really good at kicking, so expect lots of kicks. <laughs> I've been really impressed with Devlin so far in NXT UK. As you've heard me cover him on the weekly shows whenever I've done those. Yeah, oh yeah, I've been really impressed with him over the, like before this started. From what I'd seen of him improving on progress wrestling, and he's brought that here as well. He's no longer just a shit from Balor. <laughs> he is now a really good big-headed human at wrestling. <laughs> he won't lose the Lego head, <laughs> but he, he's become his own kind of person. <laughs> so just do the Lego head, head chance instead. The Finn Balor ones don't really work anymore, even though they should logically in kayfabe piss him off. So I guess that I'm fine with them. But yeah, so in terms of who's going to win this one, again, depends. Are they going full on with the good, happy feeling vibe? <laughs> I, yeah, I thought of a different way to say feel good, and it wasn't, and it, it wasn't well worded. It wasn't, wasn't words be good. <sighs> but yeah, so uh, it depends on the feel good factor. So for the feel good factor, Banks should win. However, in terms of like giving look, who they look to be put, giving all the momentum to, I'd go with Devlin. I think that's why I'm not expecting this match to be the opener. Because I feel like they want to open with a feel-good factor. And I'm expecting Devlin to win this one. And he's a heel. And therefore that's not a feel-good factor. However, I'm expecting the fans to be behind Devlin because he's been so good. Or are they? Because UK fans are normally... We boo the heels more often than not. (laughs) I don't know what they're going to do with this one. But yeah, they've got the potential to be match of the night. I just don't know if it's going to be match of the night. Depends on how much time they give it. But this is an NXT NXT style takeover there's only five matches just like a normal takeover so it's going to probably be two and a half hours I know the NXT ones have sometimes drifted towards three but 
they seemingly had like uh, the last two takeovers. You had War Games, which is longer than normal, and you've had uh, Champa versus Gargano, which wait, no, we didn't. We had Champa. What was the main event? No, I'm an idiot. Champa, yeah, when <laughs> War Games confused with booking. Yeah, so we we had uh, Champa versus Gargano in the main event as like a blow off to their feud in a way. So that was longer than normal, <laughs> to put it uh, to put it in a way. I'm not really feeling like the many of these matches are go warrants to go longer than normal. So I'm expecting just like a two and a half hour show. Maybe it's going to absolutely fly by, just like a older NXT UK before this year, when they realise how good they were. They're going to give a proper three hour show. But yeah. <laughs> so it depends on how much time is given to this one, because it depends on how much time is given to the others. But because there's only five matches, you could very easily give this a decent amount of time to really be that like dark horse match of the night. Devlin's really impressed me. Banks, I've, I've, he's really impressed me as well. Uh, his progress title run was interesting because he turned heel because he started to kind of organically get booze. He's one of those characters who was much better at chasing than he was as being the champion. And then his heel turn worked and I got entertained and <laughs> stuff. I think what helped in that time was he also did the thing called Sexy Travis Banks. <laughs> where So everybody suddenly realised, oh, Travis Banks can dance way better than he has any right to. <laughs> it just, he, he has got charisma. <laughs> it just doesn't always show it with the Kiwi Buzzsaw character. It's it's interesting. It's one of those guys where he's got charisma, but the character he's designed for himself doesn't have the same charisma that he can do. It's odd. <laughs> but that does mean that it fits into this match against Devlin, where both guys are going to be like, we are the really good wrestlers. And Devlin has been a bit of a dick. <laughs> so he's obviously the heel. Uh, in the go-home show, Devlin came out dressed as Travis Banks with his scarf with his New Zealand scarf uh, yeah that's about as much to say about that yeah, Devlin is the heel and Travis Banks is going to be the guy trying to kick his ass and Devlin will find a way to get round him and then you realise how good of a wrestler Devlin is yeah so my prediction is Devlin's going to win but if they're going full on feel good factor for, the, for this first show feel good factor for this first show <laughs> man that's a lot uh, for this first foray <laughs> just to keep the abs in there to keep the alliteration yeah, my brain just went asleep. <laughs> so that's the end of that. Uh, yes, prediction is definitely, unless it's a feel-good factor, then I'll go with Banks. This could open, or it could be in the middle, after, if Devlin's winning. I think that might tell you. If this match starts, I'll go with... It's the first match, then I'll go with Banks. Not, not if this match starts. If this match starts the show, I'll go with Banks. If it doesn't, I'm going with Devlin. Am I allowed to do that? <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed to yeah, say. Uh, these are my predictions, depending on card order. No, I don't know. Anyway, that brings me to the end of this preview. I was worried I'd have absolutely nothing to say, and this will only it would have been shorter than thirty minutes. But it's actually normal length. I'm already at forty. I'm right near forty-three minutes. <laughs> so I'm getting near to forty-five already. I've not closed out the show or anything. So well done me. Ah, anyway, so uh, that is the preview for NXT UK Takeover Blackpool, the first takeover for NXT UK, uh, which is on live seven p.m. for us, which is two p.m. Eastern this Saturday. Uh, yes, UKTM. Hooray! <laughs> Which is really weird for me. I'm not used to that. Uh, but on Sunday, we will be recording and uploading our NXT UK British Shock <laughs> with the first one of those with the four of us. We've already... We did one show for the NXT UK Championship all the way back when that aired. But we didn't have a name. It was just, I think it was on a Perfect 10 show as well. Like one of these. <laughs> so it wasn't like a separate British Shock. But that will be going up this Sunday. So do look out for that. Uh, I've already plugged the other shows, but I'll do it one more time. You've got Mavum Plan and Mav, well, Mavum Mazum maybe Plan uh, tomorrow over the right side of the pond. 
Then Sunday, you've got us with the Brit Shock. Monday, Kingdom of Honor with Jamman and Jeff. Tuesdays is the Global Revolution. Uh, and One Nation Radio with Lato and James Boyd. And then Wednesday is Plans Sports Entertainment is Dead, a.k.a. Get Plans Seed all up in you. Uh, and he's getting very excited for the Royal Rumble. Uh, next week, I have got R- Clive from the Ricky and Clive show to talk about Black like, 205 Live, and we'll talk about NXT UK as well. Uh, he's previewed that on his own show, if you want to check that out. You can follow him at Ricky and Clive... Sh- I can't remember what the Twitter has is. <laughs> oh, the thought was there, but I hadn't made a note of it because I wasn't planning to do that. <laughs> uh, anyways, Clive from the Ricky and Clive show is on next week. Uh, I'll put his Twitter handle on Twitter <laughs> and actually do it. Uh, do, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for listening to all of the Laws of Pain radio shows. Uh, we're really proud of our content. It's doing really, really well. And please do check out my columns. Uh, we're trying a kind of new thing out a bit. I'll be posting every Monday is the plan. Hopefully Mondays. Aside from if I'm doing like a New Japan thing, then it just depends on when that airs. As so I was trying to figure out when would be the best day <laughs> like if I, if I could pick one day to post regularly when would that be the best day and New Japan just makes that impossible <laughs> it's just let's look at the days Wednesday Friday Sunday oh god Saturday Friday oh <laughs> they're all over the place ah. so I just yeah, oh yeah <laughs> I'm going to try and post every Monday but unless it's New Japan then I'll be all over yeah. so this week I did a Kelly Omega thing and who knows what I'll be doing next week might be UK takeover thing I don't know depends what takes my fancy or what AEW news has come out Oh, which last I got to write about that one. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I'll be back next week with uh, Clive from the Mickey and Clive show. Week, week after that, I'll have Burn for the Royal Rumble pre-show. I've accidentally booked a month of guests without meaning to, <laughs> which I find quite incredible. Because uh, I said, I remember I've said to a few people, "Oh, I'll get back in touch with you uh, on the month of to t- talk about this," and then I've suddenly realised, come the month, like, "Oh crap!" Like this is the only week I'm by myself. I had to Sam last week. I got Clive next week. I got Burn after that. I got Jake all after that. <laughs> it's just oh. Compared to before, where you, if I hadn't booked a month, I would worry, like, oh, I need to book somebody, I need to book somebody. Whilst now, I've, I've been planning to do solo shows, but I keep booking people. <laughs> so, uh, that's, yeah, it's, it's a weird circumstance to be in. Most hosts would be really glad that they've booked a load of guests ahead of time. Me, it's like, I had no intentions of doing it, I've just, it's just happened. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I'll be, so I'll be back next week with Clive and the show will be up uh, I, I don't know I'm recording it earlier so it might be up earlier so look out for that and again thank you for listening and with that I bid you adieu adios Ten.